This is Henderson Bro Sports, a part of the Subjectively Sports podcast. I'm here with my brother, Adam. That's why we're calling it Henderson Bros Sports, because we're both named Henderson. So we're the Henderson. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say we're both named Adam. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. We would call our, I think it would be more appropriate to call it the Adam Bros Sports, but we're not like George Foreman, who named all of his kids George. Have you heard about that? Is that legit? I've heard that. I don't know if it's no, true. No, no, it's for reals. Yeah, and I think he has one, uh, one daughter, and her name is Georgina. I think. I don't. I don't know if that's like a sense of family pride or if it is just George Foreman being really self-centered. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, you think after one kid named George, it's like, all right, it's cool. Like I have one son with the middle name David. And I'm like, awesome. That's like my namesake. And I'm super proud of that. I can't imagine like having another kid and doubling down and being like, okay, no, this one's David as well. Like for the first name. (laughs) Right. And then would my, would my first son feel a little jealous because he only has my middle name. He doesn't have my first name, like his first name. We don't share first names. This is, you know what I mean? But anyway, oh, by the way, are you jealous? Because I have dad's middle name. I don't really care. Okay. Moving on. I I have grandpa's middle name. Take that. Ooh. (laughs) True. Ooh, burn. The cool grandpa, too. I'm just kidding. Both grandpas are super dope. Man, I <laughs> I wrote a uh, – when I tell my students about my grandpa, my my grandparents, they're like, no way. But I tell stories about like one of my grandpas like in discovered equations that meteorologists use to determine how many radioactive particles are in the atmosphere and where they'll move and stuff like that. Like, wow, that's super cool. What would your other grandpa do? It's like, oh, you know, I can't tell you because I don't know because it's all top secret. <laughs> My favorite is this plaque that he has in his office that's like, thanks, Larry, for your help on the spa- th- this space project, the FBI, or something yeah, no, like that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, what? from the CIA. Grandpa! Yeah. Like, okay, okay. I was like, Grandpa, what can- how about this? If I say a word that has anything to do with what you did, blink twice. <laughs> so uh, last time I talked to him about it, there was actually a project that became declassified, and it had to do with some spacecraft or something. And he's like, yeah, I worked on that. He's like, he's like, I was in the room when that when that went off. I was like, what? So, so grandpa, so Larry Levitt is basically like the coolest guy I know. That's really dope. And the the hardest thing is he can't tell us half of the cool stuff. Well, most of the cool stuff he did. That's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad. It's still cool though. I don't yeah. know. Grandpa Levitt's so dope. yeah. And Grandpa Henderson, he uh, Grandpa Donald, he uh. He worked on a lot of stuff that was classified too. Like one of my favorite stories is that he was going to uh, present the work he was doing for the government at some huge conference, a science conference in New York or something. He had to submit his presentation to the Pentagon for their okay. And the Pentagon was like, no, you can't present that. There's too much classified information in it. And he was like, well, okay, that's too bad. I guess I can't give my presentation. But they sent him to the conference anyway where he met Buzz Aldrin the summer before he went to the moon. I love that story. So he met, met Buzz Aldrin before he was cool. Yeah, he met Buzz Aldrin before he's the oh, the second guy we think about when we think about astronauts, or the third guy, maybe the fourth guy, or the guy that. Ma- I honestly don't. E- I honestly don't even think of him <laughs> when I think of astronauts. Ouch. It's it goes like when I think of astronauts, it goes like uh, what's his face? Oh. Okay, oh, so well, basically we. I want to say Lance Armstrong. But I was like, that's a that's a cyclist. <laughs> maybe Neil Armstrong. <laughs> Neil Armstrong. <laughs> I bet I bet you think of Buzz Lightyear as an astronaut before you think of Buzz Aldrin as an astronaut, huh? Well, I'm, I'm like Bruce Willis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who else? I don't even know. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Tom Hanks. Anyway, 
And so we promised the people sports, we better give them some sports, right? <laughs> so, so Adam and I both played football in high school. Uh, Adam was probably better than me, but I played a flashier position, so I got more attention from the ladies, including my wife. You know, she thought I looked pretty good in those uh, in those shoulder pads and those football pants. <laughs> and the helmet. I don't know what that says, but anyway, we both played football. Uh, I enjoy watching football. I like it. And football is in a really interesting place right now, uh, at least for me, Adam, because I watch the Patriots and I think, are they good? When it used to be, are the Patriots going to win the Super Bowl this year again? Not if they're going to get there or not if they're going to be in the playoffs, but right now they are, what is it, two or two and a half games behind the Dolphins, who are three and oh. <laughs> And the Dolphins have an offense that'll score – who knows what they're going to score because they'll rip off two or three 70-yard touchdowns in a game with some of the fastest skill guys we've seen, Fast Albert and uh, Grant. And uh, it's like, what are we seeing? And then the Browns won a game, so my football world was flipped up, flipped upside down there. Baker Mayfield looks like he might be a legit NFL quarterback. Jared Goff looks like the new Drew Brees, Tom Brady type, you know, going to sling it around and – throw for five touchdowns in a game and break records and stuff. And Patrick Mahomes hasn't thrown an interceptable pass all season. Not that he hasn't thrown an interception all season, but all the throws that he has made have been impossible for the defense to get their hands on. Now that's a combination of Andy Reid being super good at being an offensive coach, but also Patrick Mahomes is making great decisions and making good throws, right? And so I'm in this weird place right now in my football fandom and my football watching where Drew Brees is still there slinging it around, but Tom Brady's fading because father time's undefeated, right? Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Phillip Rivers is going to Phillip Rivers all over the place all the time. He's going to be down 10. He's going to, no, he's going to be down seven or eight and he has to go 80 yards in the fourth quarter with two minutes left always with no timeouts. Cause that's just the purgatory he lives in. Right. And then you have these young quarterbacks who are coming up like Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes. And like I feel like we're seeing like a change of the guard in football and it's happening. It feels really jarring, like it's happening really fast. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like this started happening uh, a few years ago when, Pey when Peyton Manning left the Colts and Andrew Luck came in. Mm, yeah. Um, that felt like a huge change, change of the guards, you're saying, change of the colors. Um but one thing I do want to say about like the Patriots is we do this every year where we say this is the time that they're going to fall off. This year's different. <laughs> uh, and we, you know, Tom Brady's getting old. He is, but I'm not going to count them out until I don't know they don't make the playoffs. Because if they if if and when they do make the playoffs, they're always a threat, and they're going to be. It's going to be oh, are they going to make it to the Super Bowl, and they probably will because they're the Patriots, and Tom Brady is just that good, even though he's, what, what is he, like, 40, 41? He's 41. 40? Yeah, he's 41. Yeah. Wait, he's super old, but but I can see what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a definite, definite change coming, and it's actually really exciting. Uh, I really like watching these young quarterbacks, especially Patrick Mahomes. He is just super fun to watch. Yeah. I just like fun to watch players. That's that's what I like. That's what football's all about to me. Yes, and fun to watch players. And finally we have coaches and offenses like Sean McVay's offense in LA and and uh, Andy Reid's offense in in uh in Kansas City and I know Adam Gase in uh, Miami is trying to do the same thing, but they get really good talented skill people that are fast 
and good at football and they get them the ball and they try to do special things with them. It's not like they're going for four or five yards at a time. They're going for 15, 20, 25, 50 yards at a time. And it's so much more entertaining than these darn 11 play uh, 40 yard drives that ended a field goal or a punt, which just the NFL has been riddled with. I think a lot of the coaches saw you turn the ball over, you lose, right? So they started really protecting the ball. But then what happened was offenses got really stagnant and boring. I mean, everyone's throwing on first down, even though, you know, second and eight is terrible compared to second and five, you know, and, and the chances of getting to a second and five on a running play are a lot lower than going to second and five on a passing play, right? They're, they're running on first down. And I just feel like the running plays in the NFL now just aren't working as well as it used to. Like every once in a while, see someone get gashed for a big gain or something like that. But you don't have the consistent Emmett Smith type runner who will get the ball 30 times uh, a game and really just gash you over and over again. You know, the, the NFL has changed. Everyone's too fast. Everyone's too talented on the defensive end. So the offenses have to spread everyone out and, and play like the Chiefs and play like the Rams in order to really beat people. And anyway, that football is so much more exciting. And I'm really excited to see coaches and quarterbacks working together to get the skill guys the ball in open space and to make big plays. And that's what's starting to happen more in the NFL, and that's what I'm excited about. It is an it's an exciting time for football. I'd agree. It's definitely what the NFL wants, and you can like you can tell, even just by the the dumb rules that are plaguing the NFL at this point. Whether it, years back it was like stopping hand fighting, and uh, between receivers and defensive backs, and now it's if you breathe on the quarterback wrong, you get a you get a flag. Right. Which we would have we we would have used that exact same analogy like. A year or two ago about like oh if i breathe on the quarterback wrong get a flag but no now it's like legit if right. you like touch him badly like if you if you shove him over you might get a flag it's ridiculous right. i i can't stand it it ruins defensive football it's getting harder and harder to play defensive football and like you said the nfl wants that because the nfl fan wants that because 40 to 35 looks so much better than 14 13 you know what i mean and not just looks better on the scoreboard but it just is better to watch. It's more aesthetically pleasing football, right? And speaking of the the quarterback rules and like hitting the quarterback, I talked about this on Subjectively Correct Sports this week when uh, I wanted Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald or someone to come around the edge and have such a clean run at the quarterback that they planted both feet and just like shoved him down to the ground, right? And I figured the the push and the shove would be so violent that they, he'd get flagged anyway. But I was like, I want to see that. And that's what's going to have to happen. Right. I just hope they don't get flagged when it happens because he can't put his weight on him. So just shove him down. Aaron Donald basically did that on Thursday night during that amazing Thursday night game between the Rams and the Vikings, where we were getting exactly what we wanted. Very little defense and a lot of really great offense. But he did that. He came around the edge, grabbed uh, Cousins and threw him down to the ground while staying on his feet. And I bet he looked at the referee and was like, throw a flag on that. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but I imagine a lot of players, when they get to the quarterback now, we're going to start doing that instead of leaving their feet. They're going to just try to stay on their feet and knock the quarterback down and maybe go for the ball more. But I don't know. Something's got to change, and they need to make an adjustment. And I'm sure NFL defenses will. But as for right now, because, I mean, with the hand fighting and the defensive backs, they made adjustments too. And it's not like the all the wide receivers ran wild for, for years in the league, right? So there are still cornerbacks like Jalen Ramsey who can make stops and things like that, even against really good wide receivers. So it's still possible to play good defense. They adjusted, right? The Seattle Seahawks. The Legion of Boom, they were able to adjust to those new rules and, and still stifle uh, the best offenses in the NFL. So I think the same thing will happen. It'll be a back-and-forth game, but then they'll find uh, some other rule to 
make playing defense more difficult. Because, <laughs> like I said, 40 points a game is much more entertaining than 15 points a game. I don't know why I'm picking really weird scores. Like, how do you, how, how do you get to 15 points? Two, uh, two touchdowns with an extra point and a two-point conversion, right? That's one way. Yeah. Five field goals. Five field goals. Three field goals and a touchdown with a missed extra point. <laughs> anyway, so other ways to get there. But anyway, I, I don't know why I'm picking weird numbers. But yeah, I think the NFL is really exciting right now. But every time we talk about the NFL and we get excited about the NFL, it seems like something happens in the NBA and people get more excited about the NBA. And I'm fascinated by that because football for the longest time has – once it replaced baseball as being America's favorite sport, it was like football took off and blew everything away. But then basketball kept creeping in with, with just being more exciting, more entertaining, and causing more buzz around the media, social media, around the fans and things like that. And I wondered why – why do you think that's going on? What is it about basketball where an uh, uh, off-season transaction in basketball is more interesting to us in general, in the, pu- the public, the fan bases in, in general? Why is an NBA off-season transaction more entertaining or more interesting than you know regular season baseball? I think it's because one player can change a team in basketball from a you know – out in the first round of the playoffs to a championship contender. Whereas in, you said baseball or football, there's not very many positions or players that have that big of an influence. You know, maybe quarterback. I don't know, maybe you have a really good pitcher who's going to guarantee you a win. But, you know, but even, it gives, gives you 20 wins a season. Right, I don't know. But even then, that pitcher is only good for 20 wins a season, and that's an amazing pitcher. 20 out of 156 games. So, yeah, I see what you're saying there. So... I don't know. And a part, I, I, it's a lot of the marketing. I And what the players are doing to market themselves. I don't know. I, th- I think it's a lot to do with just the way we perceive the players at this point. So you mean, so we look at, and do you mean just like the access, uh, accessibility of the players? Because like in football, you have your helmets on and stuff like that. Like I think the in football circles, one of the best, most exciting, youngest players in the league that is like going to be a superstar for years is Jalen Ramsey who plays for a team that not a lot of people talk about nationally and is who was on just a tear recently playing some of the best defense in his life, Jalen Ramsey is, and no one could tell me what he looks like. If he walked into your room right now, could you say, oh, that's Jalen Ramsey? No, I'd be like, what's this guy doing in my room, first off? But no, I would not know who this man is. Right, and I think I think that most of the country is like that. I think – if I saw him, I'd be like, huh, is that that's Jalen Ramsey, isn't it? Especially because there's a kid at the school I teach at who has a Jalen Ramsey hairstyle, and I pointed that out to him. <laughs> I was like, are you going for the Jalen Ramsey? Because that looks dope. And he like smiled and walked away all shy. He was a little sixth grader. Anyway, but the difference is if Jimmy Butler walked in right now, you would know who he was. If Anthony Davis walked in, you'd know who he was. Can't mistake that unibrow. Yeah, the, yeah, the brow is pretty, uh, pretty epic. But recognizability right away, and also – I feel like the NBA doesn't try to stifle the personality of the, its players. Like when Odell Beckham Jr., the best one of, if not the best wide receiver in the league, is doing funny stuff and like getting all this attention, the league's like, you need to stop that right now. You don't do that right now. You protect the shield and you respect the shield, right? And then the NBA is like, what are you doing? <laughs> People want this. And so they tried to be like, okay, let's celebrate more. But have you noticed when you're watching that they don't really show the celebrations very much? 
on screen. Have you noticed that? Like someone will score and like the announcers will laugh. Oh, 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 quite a celebration from the Rams. And then like, why am I looking at the quarterback jogging over to the sidelines with his head slumped down? Like you just did something wrong. Like show the player celebrating and having fun. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like the NFL tries so hard to, to stifle the personality of the players. And the NBA does the opposite. It celebrates the personalities. I mean, Draymond Green is a star for crying out loud. And he's a big time jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. So anyway, I just think basketball is going to keep getting more and more interesting because the players are dynamic and they're feeding off of that. I mean, Kevin Durant beefs with everybody. He beefs with eggs on Twitter for granted. He is an egg on Twitter. Egg on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a burner account. You didn't no. hear about this? No. So, okay, this is great. So, and this is probably why basketball is more entertaining for us than uh, than football is, because I can imagine a football player doing this, because he'd probably get thrown out of the league for disrespecting the shield or whatever. I air-quoted for the podcast audience right there. But uh, somebody, uh, Kevin Durant, came uh, came to his own defense on Twitter, basically calling a guy out and saying, like, defending himself – but he referred to himself in the third person. He was like, well, maybe he's this or maybe he's that or maybe this is going on or did you consider that about him? And people are like, Kevin, why are you referring to yourself in the third person? And then it slowly became apparent that he had burner accounts that he uses to go and like defend himself on Twitter and like talk <laughs> himself up on Twitter, right? I mean, how great is that? And he was quoted recently, like not quoted, but he he gave an interview and in the interview he basically said, uh, when asked how come he doesn't get Defensive Player of the Year um, recognition or how come he doesn't get votes for that, and he said, oh, it's just pure hatred towards me. I mean, it's like, first of all, it's like, okay, I don't think anyone hates you. I'm sure a lot of people don't like you, but no one hates you, man. Like, chill out. But it's just these personalities that flourished in the NBA, and they're so interesting, and that's much more entertaining than boring, stiff football. I mean, a football press conference is like one of my lectures at school about the history of the English language and its transition from Latin and Germanic to modern English. I mean, no one wants that. That's what it's like listening to these football press conferences. And don't get me started on the quarterbacks. Blah, 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 try harder, blah, 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 game plan, blah, 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 offensive line, blah, blah, blah. Except for Patrick Mahomes. I can hear him talk all day because his voice does not match what he looks like. <laughs> Have you heard him talk? I haven't, no. Ah, Okay. Sorry to do this to the podcast audience, but Adam, you need to Google that and just listen to Patrick Mahomes talk, okay? Okay, that's will your, do. That's your homework assignment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Adam, I really enjoyed this. Uh, we're going to try to do this every week. Uh, Adam is a sound and video editor, and you can uh, catch his stuff, uh, solicit his help. He does our sound editing for our podcast, and we really appreciate having him. And uh, we're going to start doing the Henderson Bros Sports part of the Subjectively Correct Sports podcast, hopefully every week, if Adam will keep doing this. But let me, Adam, I, I need to say, you need to get out of my way a little more. I mean, you just didn't shut up sometimes. Could you back <laughs> off Could you back off a little bit more, please? I, I love the text you sent me in the middle of the show that said, stop cutting me off, jerk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not <about> and <laughs> I was just taken aback thinking, wow. I thought this was supposed to be a conversation. Now, okay. So, of course, I was joking just now. I don't think you understand. I'm sorry. I was just trying to cut you off. I wasn't, oh, I wasn't funny. That, was, that wasn't funny at all. So, so <laughs> let, me, let me explain myself now, okay? Can I explain myself without you cutting me off again? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is what happened. We were doing mic checks, 
and you kept saying, okay, enough, enough, that's enough. And that's why I was saying you'd stop cutting me off, Jerk. It was during the mic checks, which I was joking about. Like, of course you're going to cut me off because you had enough audio for the mic check. You didn't mean to ramble on about my fantasy team or whatever while you were doing a sound recording. So that's what I was telling you to stop cutting me off for. Do you are you do you do fantasy do you do fantasy football? Oh, I I, I could just see myself getting more into it than I should, and I'd like spend the time doing the research and stuff just so I could lose, and it would make me frustrated, and then I try harder, and it would just be a rabbit hole of me caring more about my fantasy team than my actual teams, <laughs> and like my actual life. So no, I don't I don't get into fantasy. I, I've always thought about doing it, but then I'm like, eh. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, hey, right, I'm going to plug myself real quick. Plug so David, David plugged me a little bit. I'm going to plug a little bit more. I do freelance work for video and audio editing. I do all the editing for Subjectively Correct Sports. If you think it sounds decent or like okay and you want to pay for someone who can do a decent or okay job, I'm not that expensive. Oh, stop. That last week's show was really, <laughs> really good, man. It was really you good. Can, don't, don't be you modest. Can, <laughs> you can find uh, my link to my Upwork on the podcast description so please check it out i'd really appreciate it and also if you're into video games and other more nerdy topics go check out my youtube channel gaming with tenders because okay. that's me i'm tenders don't give away the secret man is that supposed <laughs> to be like a secret identity like, who is this tenders guy we don't know no i say i say my name all the time <laughs> i know i always thought that was funny like hey welcome to gaming with tenders my name's adam and i'm tenders like so are you adam or are you tenders which one are you going for but, i'm both yeah but definitely I'm all in one yeah but definitely check out adam's stuff if for no other reason than to check out his video and his audio editing skills we appreciate having him on a, on the subjectively correct sports team he does a great job and uh yeah check him out uh check out his work next week again when we record tuesday on subjectively correct sports we'll talk more nfl of course baseball season will be uh, gearing up and i'm sure anthony will be super annoying about all sorts of lakers and dodgers stuff so i might just leave the room for half an hour and let him talk about la sports on this uh on this week's show but we'll see so adam thank you for joining me uh hopefully we make this a weekly thing and henderson bro sports takes off and uh yeah i'm excited to see what, uh, where this goes